0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Goodwill Meditation Group webinar. Today is March 25th, 2020. And I'd like to thank you all for being here today. My name is Michael Galloway, and I'm here today with Stephen Nation and a guest speaker, Sunny Koshi. The theme of today's webinar is Enlightened Education and a Culture of Goodwill. Steve will be speaking on the problem of children and education as it is outlined in the Alice Bailey writings. And Sunny Koshi will be speaking after the meditation on her work in the Montessori community with children and about the conditions children are facing in the world today and how we might be of assistance in addressing this problem. So we look forward to hearing all of our speakers shortly. As many of you know, this Goodwill Meditation group meets subjectively every Wednesday at noon in your local time zone. And we invite you all to link up each week and use the Goodwill Meditation to strengthen the expression of goodwill throughout humanity. And this webinar meets on the last Wednesday of each month and seeks to support the weekly work of the group and to introduce new members to its work. So we meet today in the midst of a global pandemic of which I'm sure all of us are very aware. And those of us who work subjectively, that is through meditation and through the power of thought, are afforded a real opportunity to aid humanity during this time by elevating human consciousness. And with the worldwide fear and uncertainty and real sense of powerlessness that is, that is experienced today by so many, this ability to elevate the consciousness is a much needed service and one that we can render during this time. And while it's bravery that allows us to face this fear, it is actually love which casts it out. And goodwill is fundamentally love and expression we also say love in action it is pure goodness expressed through human relationships and by facilitating an environment of love around the world and in our local communities in our children we aid in casting out fear and the presence of love and the strengthening of the bonds of relationship also restores hope because it restores our sense of of humanity's purpose and of what and of the future, which it is humanity's destiny to create. And we can through meditation and our own alignment, elevate others above the realms of fear and worry and hopelessness into a mental apprehension of the global crisis we are in. This of course is not really to ignore the crisis or to pretend that it isn't happening or that it isn't serious because it is, but, what, but the service which, which we can render as meditators and as people of goodwill is to be able to observe, to raise ourselves and humanity's consciousness to the level of the soul, of the observer, and from this perspective we can take control of the crisis of human thinking and the crisis of human relationship which underlies all of humanity's problems. And so for these reasons, we invite all of you to use the goodwill meditation often and even daily during this time of global crisis as a way of both vitalizing the etheric immune system and strengthening the expression of goodwill throughout humanity. It is an a truism that energy follows thought and a group of people united in their thought can make a global impact on human consciousness. And the Luce's Trust is also offering extracts from the Alice Bailey writings on epidemics. It's a short compilation, and we invite all of you to study and ponder this compilation if you wish. And these thoughts are available at www.lucistrust.org. If you just scroll down a bit. There's a link to it on our homepage. So before we begin, let us um, link up with a short alignment exercise followed by the sounding of the mantram of the new group of world servers. link up with the worldwide group of all those who love and serve humanity and in whom the energy of goodwill is active. See this group as a unified network through which the energy of goodwill finds expression throughout the world. Visualize the consciousness of this network elevated to the mental plane and see it stabilized
1: in the light of the group soul.
0: Visualize the energy of the soul of essential love radiating through the group. See it elevating human consciousness, casting out all fear and restoring
1: hope in the future. May the power
0: of the one life pour through the group of all true servers. May the love of the one soul characterize the lives of all who seek to aid the great ones. May we fulfill our part in the one work Through self-forgetfulness, harmlessness, and right speech. All right, thank you, everyone. We will now hear from Stephen Nation. Steve, you can unmute yourself.
2: Hi, Michael, can you hear me?
0: Yes, we can hear you.
2: Good, thank you very much. Thank you for those thoughts. That was really wonderful. So, interesting thing about crises um, such as the crisis we're in now, is that they give us a way of seeing evolution in its most concentrated form. And they help us to see the way in which the plan, for as the shift into an age of Aquarius, is taking place. The intensity of this coronavirus crisis is forcing us to deal with problems of competition and selfishness. And it's forcing us, as a human family, to develop new skills of cooperation and sharing. It's as if, as a result of this crisis, we are really beginning to look at the problem of how to manage the levels of interdependence that have become so much a part of our human reality. The essential problem is educational. How can we better facilitate the transformation of Consciousness? How are we preparing our children and young people for an Aquarian future of increasing interdependence? How are we preparing our children for the psychological and spiritual challenges that this future is already bringing and for the intensity of these challenges? What signs do we see that educators are creatively working to develop the sort of education that's needed if the age of interdependence is to be characterized by a culture of goodwill? Nothing is more important as we face the future than the changes taking place in education. And so in this webinar, as we shine a light on humanity's transition into Aquarius, we see the critical role of education. There are many signs that an enlightened education is in process of emerging. The picture is not as bleak as it might appear. Examples abound. The Waldorf School Movement inspired by Rudolf Steiner's teaching is now the largest independent school movement in the world, with kindergartens and schools in over 80 countries. That's an incredible thing. Montessori schools, that Sunny will be talking about, can be found everywhere in the world now. Peace education is increasingly moving its focus onto transformation including spirituality and psychology, alongside creative approaches to sustainable development, human rights and global issues. At Columbia University Teachers College in New York, there's a Collaborative for Spirituality in Education, that's providing a solid body of research, publications, training and conferences, large conferences, supporting the many, many educators who are working to develop a whole-child approach to the classroom. Crisis always implies a degree of trauma and upset. In the best of times, the journey towards adulthood is highly traumatic. This is necessary as part of emerging individuality and part of a human being becoming themselves. But in these chaotic times, the stress facing adolescents is extreme, as evidenced by the sharp increases in youth suicide rates. It's unbelievable to think that the second leading cause of death globally, in the age group of 15 to 29, is suicide. That's figures according to the World Health Organization. In conclusion, we can identify three fundamental issues lie at the heart of the problem of education the first issue is providing an appropriate learning environment in every part of the world and for all peoples where young people feel secure and valued while they develop the skills they will need to survive and flourish in the world the second issue How are we to ensure that formal and informal approaches to education develop every student's unique qualities? Nowadays, that means fostering intelligent creativity, flexibility of thought, a cooperative spirit, and an ability to see the relation between the part and the whole. Every child, every part of the world and thirdly a universal education that includes a spiritual dimension at all its levels elementary secondary higher education this is an essential requirement for the development of concerned responsible citizens who are properly prepared to be engaged in the evolution of right relations within the self the community and the world
0: Thank you, you, Steve. So as you said, there are so many different forms of this enlightened education in the world, and they should be available to everybody. Um, But I think what's common about all of these different forms is that they recognize that the child's spiritual enfoldment is that is as natural as their physiological development and that these two really are not separate. The urge to give and to share and to love beyond the barriers of one's kin, one's family, it grows naturally out of the right development of self-consciousness earlier in life. And there are really two major ideas which the Tibetan says should be taught to all children. That is, the value of the individual, and the fact of the one humanity. And an understanding of these ideas leads to a recognition both of of one's inherent value and of the responsibility that ensues from this value. And this allows the development of the qualities of the soul as well as an adequate mechanism through which that soul can express those qualities as the child matures into an adult. The Tibetan writes that one of the things so necessary for the correct development of the child is the creating of an atmosphere around the child wherein certain qualities can flourish. And I'd just like to, before we do the meditation, read these four types of atmospheres to you in the Tibetan's words. The first type of atmosphere, he says, is an atmosphere of love wherein fear is cast out, and the child realizes he has no cause for timidity, shyness, or caution, and one in which he receives courteous treatment at the hands of others, and is expected also to render equally courteous treatment in return. This atmosphere of love is not an emotional or sentimental form of love, but it is based on a realization Of the potentialities of the child as an individual, on a sense of true responsibility, freedom from prejudice, racial antagonisms, and above everything else, on compassionate tenderness. And this compassionate tenderness is founded upon the recognition of the difficulty of living, upon sensitivity to the child's normally affectionate response and upon a knowledge that love always draws forth what is best in the child and in a man or woman. The second type of atmosphere that should be created around the child is an atmosphere of patience, wherein the child can become normally and naturally a seeker after the light of knowledge, wherein he or she is sure of always meeting with a quick response to inquiry, and a careful reply to all questions, and wherein there is never the sense of speed or hurry. And most children's natures are warped by the rush and hurry of those with whom they are associated. There is no time to instruct them and to reply to their small but most necessary inquiries. And the time factor therefore becomes a menace to the right development of the child and leads eventually to a life of evasion and wrong, wrong perspectives. Their standard of values becomes distorted by watching those with whom they live. And much of it is brought to their attention by the impatience, which is displayed towards them. The third type of atmosphere is an atmosphere of ordered activity, wherein the child can learn the first rudiments of responsibility. The children who are coming into incarnation at this time and who can profit by the new type of education are necessarily on the very verge of soul consciousness. And one of the first indications of such soul, con- soul contact is a rapidly developing sense of responsibility. And this should be carefully borne in mind for the shouldering of small duties and the sharing of responsibility, which is always concerned with group relation is a potent factor in determining a child's character and future vocation. The fourth type of atmosphere is an atmosphere of understanding wherein a child is always sure that the reasons and motives for his actions will be recognized and that those who are his older associates will always comprehend the nature of his motivating impulses, even though they may not always approve of what he has done or of his activities. Many of the things which the average child does are frequently prompted by a thwarted, inquiring spirit, by the the desire to retaliate for some injustice, by an inability to employ time rightly, and by the urge to attract attention, which is a necessary urge in the development of self-consciousness.
1: So now Steve will lead us in the Goodwill Meditation.
2: So, the meditation outline appears on the screen. We can focus on this as we go through every stage. Let's link up in thought, with all those people, first of all on this webinar, the 127 of us. Link in thought, as one group. And now expand that alignment, expand that link, to include all people, who are working with this Goodwill Meditation group whether they're on this webinar or not. Now, reflect upon the fact of relationship. Think about it, relationship. Every one of us is related to our family. to our community, our immediate neighborhood, wider community where we live. We're also related to our Nation, with its
3: personality. Yeah.
2: And we're related to the world of nations. each with their personality and Soul, each in relationship. And every one of us is related to the One Humanity, of all races, all nations, all peoples. Now let us together use the Mantram of Unification. All of us sounding this Mantram together as one group. The souls of all are one and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life all events, and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Love prevail. Let all people love. Now think about your own and Humanity's relationship with all beings who dwell in the higher realms of mind and heart. Your relationship with these beings, and the whole collective Humanity's relationship with these beings. Remember what we think of when we think of these beings, we think of the spiritual hierarchy of saints rishis, bodhisattvas and masters, honored by all the world's religions and spiritual groups. The communion of saints, the community of beings who dwell in the higher realms of mind at heart. And now imagine that you, and that everyone who is working with this meditation today, on the Wednesday, that all of us are together, standing within the center of the spiritual hierarchy. This whole group, immersed in the consciousness of the heart of love, We know that it matters not the name that is used for the heart of love. It's known by some as the Christ. By others as Maitreya, the Imahmati, and the Kalki Avatar, and many other names. stand together, immersed in the consciousness of the heart of love. And maintaining this high point of contact. Let your thoughts reach out to include all members of the human family, in whom the energy of goodwill is active. This vast energetic field of human beings, in whom the energy of goodwill is alive and present. Please change the slide. And now as we hold this alignment, bridging between the inner worlds of hierarchy and the worlds of humanity where good will is alive. that each one of us, silently affirm, and I will read the words. In the center of all love I stand. From that center, I, the Soul, will outward move. From that centre, I, the One who serves, will work. May the Love of the Divine Self be shed abroad. In my heart, through my group, and throughout Visualize the radiating energy of love flowing from the spiritual hierarchy through the men and women of goodwill and into the hearts and minds of all people. Infusing them with goodwill and creating loving and harmonious human relationships. now, knowing that this energy of love is pouring from the hierarchy, radiating through humanity. Meditate on ways of spreading goodwill, creating right human relationships and restoring peace on earth. Meditate, think about spreading goodwill. Ponder creating right human relationships and the work of restoring peace on earth. Realize, that by working with this meditation and every time we work with this meditation, we are helping to build a channel between the Spiritual Hierarchy and Humanity. Channel through which the energy of Goodwill can flow. Uniting Humanity, Empowering humanity to solve its problems. And this energy of goodwill, healing all differences and cleavage. Now imagine that we stand together with men and women of good will in every part of the world, in their millions. And linked in thought, we sound together the adapted version of the great invocation. As we do this, we say this invocation with deliberation and with full commitment to its meaning. Knowing that together, as a group, we are radiating its potent energies to humanity. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds, let light
0: Thank you, Steve. So we now have a uh, guest speaker that will speak, Sunny Koshi. Um, Sunny is a lifelong student of esotericism, and she will today draw on her work in the Montessori community with children. She will speak about the conditions that children are facing today and how we might be of assistance in dealing with this world problem. So Sunny, looks like you're unmuted. I can hear you.
4: Thank you. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on your place upon the planet. <laughs> it is important for all thinking people to give time to consider the problems the children are facing at this time. Some problems can be solved quickly through common sense and right interest Other problems are more complex, needing a collective of minds, working together with each step taken for progressive solution. All major problems have as their solution right human relations and practical goodwill. This answer is easy to say, but difficult to implement because humanity's main problem has been to take, instead of to give. It is with this idea that we approach the problems of the children. When one sees the beauty, the good, and the true in the face of a child, one immediately recognizes urgency for solution to the problems of the children. The future of the race lies in the hands of our children. We begin, as Steve said earlier, with the recognition that the educational systems are not adequate. There are exceptions to this, but in general, they fail to train the children how to live peacefully in the world, to think intelligently with love. And to act with right human relations. Right human relations create happiness and lead a child on to success in any chosen sphere of activity. Education of the future is a deeply spiritual enterprise, for it involves the whole child, including the spirit. The goal of the new educational movement must be formulated along the lines of stimulating the spirit of the child. The present problem for the youth is civilization's trend of the past to produce a modern world which is materialistic. Importance is placed on the production of things for the purpose of satisfying desire and providing physical comfort. The aim of this type of education has been for the child to compete with his peers in making a living, accumulating possessions, being comfortable and as successful as possible. This type of education is competitive and separative with wrongly adjusted attitudes and values. Rudimentary requirements have been taught in the method of memorization of uncorrelated facts, which develops the lower mind. That aspect of mind is now developed, and it is time to move forward beyond the lower mind into the realm of soul consciousness. We must change the tide of selfishness toward the infusion of a world with moral and spiritual values, an appreciation of the beauty of our planet, and the goodness in human nature. This will demonstrate how spiritual the human being is in essence. Children will flourish in a world where right human relations. Are at the forefront of education. Children will then grow verily with spiritual values in the image and likeness of the One Father. The immediate need for our children is to heal psychological wounds by restoring ethical, moral, and spiritual values in places where these are lacking. We are fortunate to live in a time where the media and press bring light to some of the darkest places on earth. These are places where children need salvage and redemption, where children are trafficked for war or sex, live in fear for their lives, live in migration camps, do not have adequate housing, food, clothing, education, spiritual sustenance, and are places where children are compromised in any way. When right human relations and goodwill are recognized as essential to world peace, Provision will be made to implement those conditions. War and aggression will cease to exist. In our closely connected technological world today, people are becoming more aware of the interconnectedness of all human beings around the world. Through worldwide travel, we are becoming a melting pot of all peoples from all cultures creating one humanity and one planet. The idea of oneness is now recognized around the world, regardless of the color of skin, the country in which we live, the religion in which we worship, or the tongue in which we speak. I serve in a small private Montessori and international baccalaureate school called Alquin School. Our Montessori programs stem from birth to sixth grade. The international baccalaureate program is implemented in middle and upper school. Montessori education exemplifies right human relations with children from a very young age, in their very first relationships with their peers. Montessori builds community within its classrooms through group lessons and activities. Children work in the same classroom with the same guide for three years. This enables them to be the neophyte during the first year and grow into a stable stewardship in their third year within the community with the younger children, adults, plants, and animals. Young children are exposed to planetary ideas. For example, on the child's birthday, they participate in a simulated journey around the sun as they hold the planet Earth in their hands, while another child stands in the center of the circle representing the sun. As a child journeys on a walk around the sun as many times as their years, the guide narrates their birth, growth and development during each circumscription. Elementary children are given lessons in cosmic education with evolutionary timelines using the imagination to demonstrate the interconnectedness of all life facilitated by a god with no hands as children grow into middle school they learn to reach outside the community in in service to others in the middle and upper school children travel with the community to participate in the model Montessori United Nations program, sitting in councils with other children representing nations around the world to work at solving current world problems. Students also travel inside and outside the country learning about the culture of our nation and other nations. The Montessori method is a bridging education between the Piscean Age and the Aquarian, by connecting the methods of the past to the new emerging education of the future, which will train the child in spiritual development. Montessori provides the perfect atmosphere where the child can thrive. And the innate qualities flourish with the characteristics of right human relations, responsibility, goodwill, and innate potentiality. And it is, uh, as Michael said, it is through an environment which provides the perfect atmosphere with the principles of love, understanding, and patience which will lay the basis for the coming new world. Educators and parents must also apply these qualities in their own lives. It is not necessary, but it is not, I'm sorry, it is not easy, (laughs) but it will create the necessary equipment adults need with the help of those they can trust to face and discover the answers to the problems the children face in the world today it is up to all of us to address the world's need and i would like to call on all people who have interest in the well-being of children to take action and to get involved thank you
0: thank you sunny that was such a wonderful wonderful presentation I I love that image of the uh, of the children circumscribing the sun and the teacher narrating. (laughs) Yes,
4: it's a a vision that's stuck in my mind for years and years now.
0: (laughs) Oh goodness! Well, this is um, the part of the webinar that we'd like to open up to discussion. If anybody has any um, comments or questions for Sunny. Um, you can feel free to raise your hand by going to your um, the participants screen and there's a button to raise your hand there. If you go to participants, manage participants, and then click raise hand, you can raise your hand and we'll call on you. Or if you'd like to try, type in the chat box and share your comment, that way we will read it. Um, but Sunny, I just have like a, a few questions I'd like to pose to you while people are kind of gathering their comments or their thoughts. Um, as you know, or I'm sure as everybody is aware, there's a lot of you know the tension and stress in the world, even apart from the pandemic, is heightened during this this time in history. And I'm wondering what you think really the effect that has on children, whether you think it's making them the children today are more resilient because of that heightened tension or whether you think it's perhaps you know impelling them to action to address some of the problems that humanity um is faced with
4: well i, I do uh recognize uh, the emotion that th- these uh, tensions and stresses are what we call emotions by the children and these add to the quota of their negative emotional energy which is found in the astral or emotional body. Uh, You mentioned earlier that uh, where energy follows thought, (laughs) there is a commensurate increase in that type of energy. Whatever it is we focus on is created. And at some point in the evolutionary process, this energy must be transmuted through the power of thought by the use of the mental body. Uh, Children are not usually at a point in their evolution where they are capable of doing this work for themselves. So they must be assisted and aided by the adults who must develop the mental practice of discrimination, detachment and dispassion from the emotions when it comes to handling uh, these problems with the children. These soul qualities will enable the adult to recognize when a child is in distress and then enable them to be of assistance to the child. The child must then be approached from the quality of harmlessness in speech, thought, and loving kindness so that soul qualities can ameliorate the negative condition the child may be experiencing and train the child to recognize the ways and qualities of the soul. Once the child is able to create this correct atmosphere that we talked about earlier of love, understanding and patience, the child will automatically emulate what is coming from the adult. Now this is uh, what Maria Montessori called the absorbent mind. Uh, Sometimes the words don't even need to be used, but the child has this innate ability to absorb their surroundings. So uh, we must create a perfect environment or work towards a better place from where we are, and be, so begin where we are, so that we can solve this problem.
0: Thank you, Sunny. Yeah, that's a that that, that that brings to that brings to my mind the the fact that you know the the tension and stress in the world today doesn't really exist apart from the adult human beings that are creating it. So of course. Correct. That is the source of it, and the children respond to that. Yes, Mm
4: -hmm. yes. That that's why it is so important for us to, you know, first work upon work on ourselves, so that then we can see the children in truth, in love and truth.
0: Mm -hmm. So, um, Sunny, there are a few comments in the um, chat box. Okay. Want to read those?
4: You're going to read them.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll read I'll read them to you.
4: Okay, I'm not sure no. that I can see them.
0: Okay, that's fine. So the first ones from Maureen Richmond, she says, um, "Thank you for this excellent program. Positive thoughts expressed in clarity are much needed today. Today's program fulfills that need." Maureen. Oh,
4: thank you, Ma- uh, It Seems like I knew uh, I know someone named Maureen Richmond. Hmm. Maybe Maureen so. Temple-Richmond, is that uh... a?: <laughs> Thank you for listening, Maureen. <laughs> if you are... <laughs> so,
0: Colin Hayes says, beautiful concepts taught. Are there any materials we could use for those of us who have children in public schools? He says, some of Steiner's concepts are very much beyond the average person, would be interested in some fundamental materials for Montessori.
4: Ah, from Montessori. Oh, yes. Uh, she's, she was an amazing woman, and she has many books which are available. Uh, some of them are rather old, but I'm sure that uh, I know the library at my school holds all of those books, and they definitely are uh, a beautiful insight uh, from a woman who has a New Age perspective uh, toward the children, she she recognizes the soul of the child from birth, and her you know if if you can uh, expose your child to the Montessori education, uh, even the materials uh, are like a meditation for the child journeying within, and so I, I would highly recommend any of her books Um, the uh, book that we uh, took our notes from today problems of humanity by alice bailey that is a good book Uh, the second chapter is focused on the problems of the children and then there is another book called education in the new age by alice bailey and uh, that's a beautiful book as well so any of those uh, any of those things uh, I would recommend.
0: Teresa Keist says Do you believe that the values you speak of, the children that teach children right relations, can be taught in the home even if they go to state schools?
4: Uh, absolutely. The first child's environment, uh, the first educational environment of the child is the home and uh, our school uh, partners with the family to teach those uh, qualities and to, and so that we all are working toward the goal of the uh, growth and development of the child in beauty and truth and uh, absolutely the parents and all the adults who are guardians of the children are the first teachers of the child and it it is really a big responsibility which we're not aware of before we have a child Uh, but once the child is born we see uh, the importance of exposing them uh, to the good the beautiful and the true which are soul qualities. so yes please uh, do all you can to influence your child with those good qualities
0: um just one more comment by maureen richmond again okay and um she says yes you do know her she's the author
4: (laughs) haven't seen her in years
0: (laughs) but she also says um in little rock arkansas where i live the public school system is in great difficulty as i observe it I can see that in many ways it is crumbling and dissolving in order to make way for a new Aquarian value set. There is much that is good in public education today, even so, all of these thoughts expressed here by Sunny and others are much needed to be distributed into the public mind. Okay, so I think with that, um, we're going to conclude the webinar. Thank you so much, Sonny, for coming and speaking to us. We really appreciate it. We appreciate the ideas you shared with us and-, and um,
4: Thank you, Michael, for inviting me.
0: You're welcome. Let's just, let's just end with a um, moment of silence.
1: I thank you, everyone.